You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hey there, folks. JC Delatore here, creator of Continuum Force, and we just wanted to say thank you for your support of the show. Response has been great, and we're really encouraged. Please continue to share the show with your friends and family, and please remember to rate and review the show in your favorite podcast application. It's so vitally important to our success because it helps others find us. Also, we have a drive to get to 700 patrons on Patreon before year's end. If we can get there, we can guarantee Season 2 of Continuum Force. It only costs $1 monthly, and it gets you access to a ton of cool perks, including exclusive Patreon-only episodes, AMAs, interviews with the creators and your favorite actors, and more. To join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. That's it for me. Let's see what time-traveling adventures are in store for us this week. An elite force of time travelers discover a terrible truth. The chronicles we've known may not be our past. It could have been altered, our memories changed, and history itself set on a different path. They investigate these anomalies, traveling to different periods of our ancient past to stop a malevolent enemy trying to write a new chapter in humanity's story. They are our only defense. Heroes of ages ago, today, and the future. They are the Continuum Force. And this is Chapter 3, The Anomaly, Part 2. Previously on Continuum Force. My father discovered it quite accidentally. I thought your father was missing. Yes, sir. He disappeared right before they strung back. Project Conundrum, 23rd November, 1963. Alala! Come quick! You've got to see this! Blast it. Well, that's new. The diagnostic you were running from last night suddenly stopped. I don't know how, but it looks like the replacement circuits have been modified. Modified? The ship has assimilated the new circuits. We lost control of the diagnostic, and ten minutes ago, the cockpit started to... Wake up? Bloody hot out here. What was that? Oh, I don't know. Probably a minor quake. Oh my god. to next. Sally just detected another anomaly. This one is very strange. We can't seem to get a fix on it. We know it involves Apollo 13. Apollo 13? Okay. Let's move in a little closer and watch the miracle that was the survival of Apollo 13. Okay, 13, this is Houston. It appears to us that we're uh, losing O2 flow through... Uh, unidentified craft at 2,000 kilometers. What do you mean, unidentified? Sally, what the hell just happened? 
Apollo 13 was lost with all crew. Project Continuum Senate Subcommittee Mission Log. Audio version. Senators, please remember this recording is classified top secret, Mobius, and the contents should not be removed from these secure chambers. No recording devices, cell phones, or other copying devices are permitted while this audio is playing. Upon completion, Please return the container of the recording to the courier. Transcripts provided are for your eyes only. Mission 0204B734, The Anomaly, Part 2. Mission Audio 29-2. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. I studied every second of that mission. All of us astronauts have. Apollo 13 made it home safe with all hands. Yes, a splendid example of human courage and resourcefulness. Ace, are you getting anything? Nothing. No life signs. Anything. What just happened? No one say it. Houston, we have a problem. Shut up, you want to be serious. Calm down, Borman. Why are we sent here? Sally, you said there was an unidentified ship in the area. Is it still here? No. It left immediately after the explosion. Did you get a good visual on it? Yet. Sally, what happened here? Yannis Nayo. She said she doesn't know. Why did the freaking computer start talking Russian? Isn't it obvious? She's upset. Why isn't the chip translating it? She controls the translation matrix. If she doesn't compute the language, we don't get the translation. Great. Space program goes up in flames right in front of our eyes, and this computer's having a case of the Mondays. Maybe if you were nicer to her. It's not her fault. She's scared at the ramifications of this. We all are. We need to get back to the base and report this. Now. Commander, if Apollo 13's lost, then what happened to the space program? To my mission to the moon? To the shuttle? We can't know until we get back. Take us home, Buzz. General, we witnessed something disturbing. Understood, Captain, but but who is this guy? What do you mean? I'm Buzz. Foreman. Never heard of you. Never heard of me? I've been the pilot of this team for years. I'm the astronaut from NASA. How do you not recognize me? And sir, I'm a colonel, not a captain. None of this is making any kind of damn sense. Uh, Borman, don't you lie to me, boy. Lying? What the hell? What makes you think he's lying to you? Well, he's too young to be an astronaut. Haven't been any new astronauts since the Apollo 13 tragedy. Oh, no. What? Our entire history has been changed. If they scrapped the space program because of Apollo 13 blowing up when it wasn't supposed to, we can't let this stand. We have to do something. We have to go back and fix it. What are you babbling about, Princess? I've apparently been erased from time. No, you haven't been erased. Your life trajectory has just put you on a different course and a time not been affected. So you're saying Apollo 13 never blew up in your time stream? Ace, why does he know this? 
I thought the base was protected with some sort of residual effect. It's just a theory, mind you, but I believe each string trek is different. If no major anomalies occurred, then the string would dissipate pretty quickly. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the current events, sweetheart, but this is a pretty big f- Yes, but not big enough to promote a residual. Then how are we unaffected? We still have tachyon particles from the string attached to us. Being on the ship, we are permanently outside this changed timeline, so we will be unaffected. Sally, please confirm her hypothesis. No. Dr. Barber is correct. There is a significant canon anomaly that has been detected. Of course, if there was ever a situation where the existence of the base or the ship was threatened, well, all bets are off. I'm not sure what would happen. I honestly can't stand this egghead bullcrap. How is this man even a member of our team? His attitude is terrible. Fine. It's obvious something changed. You need to go back and fix it. Yes, we do. But first, we need answers. What are you talking about? Apollo 13, sir. We were just there observing it. In history. In real history. They made it back home. The space program went on, and Buzz here was an astronaut before signing on board here. Now... I want to know how you knew to send us to witness what happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Sally detected an anomaly. Before it happened? Not possible, sir. Sally, confirm you had a chrono alarm before our Apollo 13 mission. Information incomplete. Of course it is. First Houdini when a rhinoceros turned into an elephant or vice versa, who the hell knows at this point. Now a ship that's supposed to make it home safe is destroyed with all hands lost. Both times history changed and you knew. Otherwise, why send us to those two events? Especially the Houdini one. It had no great military or historical significance. You were testing a theory. You sure he's supposed to be on your team? Yes. Who do you think was piloting the ship? Well, that doesn't matter now. She's not here. What matters is fixing the timeline if it's been damaged, like you say. Sir, if you expect our help, then you need to come clean with us about what's really happening here. All right. Come with me. I don't know if you'll even retain this once the timeline is corrected, or even if this is the same issue in your world. I guess I've got no choice at this point. It started almost two years ago. Soldiers who were in comas or were waking up after certain types of head trauma were talking nonsense. They were claiming things that couldn't possibly be true. Some of them were even speaking different languages, ones they had no reason to know. Head injuries can cause all kinds of craziness. I got thumped in the head bad enough once that I had hallucinations and walked in circles for three days. The things these patients were saying were unlike anything we'd seen before. Here, let me show you. Uh, someone get the lights. I told you, my name is Joshua Casper. I'm from the United States. I grew up in New York City. Why do you keep telling me I'm from London? Sir, your name is Joshua Kaspar, but you're British. They went round and round like that for three hours. Then it was as though he kind of dozed off for a moment, and then he remembered that he was from London. He obtained an accent at that point that was totally undetectable earlier. 
for this woman when the hospital saw signs of activity in her brain that indicated she was coming out of her coma? They paged her parents, who happened to just be leaving after their daily visit. They ran back and captured this video with a phone. You'll hear her mom talking. Sweetheart, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I was just having the most amazing dream. Remember when Houdini made the elephant disappear? That was a rhinoceros, dear. No, elephant. Three hours later, she was talking about her dream to be Houdini's assistant when he made the rhinoceros disappear. You sent us there to see a rhinoceros, though, and we all thought that's what we should see. But then it was an elephant. This girl started off saying elephant while her mom said rhinoceros. Which one was it actually supposed to be? The hell of it is, we don't know. Even worse, it's possible the answer has changed a couple of times. Why would anyone care? The going theory is that these might have been tests to see how much could be changed without attracting attention. This man woke up speaking Chinese, a language he'd never even heard before. Must have heard it somewhere. No, he was injured on his third day of boot camp. Before then, he'd spent his entire life on a farm in Pennsylvania. His parents were Amish. Five hours later, language became almost impossible for him, like he was losing the ability to pronounce anything. Then, like a switch was flipped, he was speaking English. Lights. At first, these strange occurrences were unnoticed. The symptoms would fade after the patient had been awake for a couple of hours, and they'd be just normal again. They'd be speaking their own language, having the same memories as everyone else. It might have remained that way for a while, but then a few doctors started comparing notes and began to see a pattern. They thought they had a new psychological battle-induced syndrome on their hands. Accordingly, they brought their concerns to the military. And eventually, those concerns made their way up the chain until my superiors heard about it. Let me guess... Your superiors had a different idea about what was happening. They did. They were of the opinion, as was I, that this might have something to do with changes to the timeline incurred by time travel. But we haven't done anything to dramatically change the timeline before. Certainly nothing to make people speak different languages. We haven't. Doesn't mean someone else hasn't. You sent us off hunting bogeys. In a manner of speaking, yes. And given what's happened on the last two missions, I'm inclined to believe that we've found some. This last one is most troubling, given that it's changed the entire past of one of the crew. I wouldn't leave the base until we can sort out what happened to you in this timeline. We've got bigger problems than that. Whoever's behind this might have started small, but they're escalating things. An animal and a Houdini act? No big deal. Taking out the space program by destroying one ship? We need to act fast, before they strike again and change who knows what else this time. I agree. This is very troubling. If our history is being rewritten, we have to stop it. I think we're all on the same page. But what do we do about Apollo 13? We go back and save them. But how? We have no weapons. We'll figure it out, Denise. Let's get back there. But what of the effects to the space-time continuum? Going back to the same place, you may see yourselves and cause a paradox. No two things can occupy space at the same time, honey. Our new trek will overwrite the previous instance. You don't know that. You could tear a hole in the universe. It's why we've never gone back for my father. Why we can never go back for anyone. 
There's got to be something we can do. Ace? There's a risk that space-time will not bend to the new Matrix. However, if you consider multiple dimensions, multiple possible outcomes, it's truly conceivable that Eli is correct. No, it's too big a risk. Oh, hell no, General. I'm not seeing my entire history wiped out by some E.T. playing god. We must fix this, General. Otherwise, what are we here for? I... Ah, fine. The universe as we know it is in your hands, Captain. I'm sorry, Colonel Dannard. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. So let's stop playing with our tallywhackers and get back on the horse. is a recording recovered some time after the completion of this mission. Its authenticity is in question. The barbarians are at the gates! The barbarians are at the gates! Brothers, brothers, calm yourselves. The Emperor may have abandoned us, but the true gods have answered our pleas. Senator Declesius, what is this nonsense you speak? The barbarians are at the gate, and you waste our time with your fantasies of gods from the star. We have no time for this. We must plan our escape from Rome. She is lost to us. I assure you, Senator Olympius, this is no folly. The gods have come, and they bring us weapons to ward off our certain destruction. What? What are those beings? They are gray of color, tiny in their eyes. Those large, dark eyes. They are the gods, my good senator. And I am their humble messenger, Henrik Elala. And we bring you a weapon like no other in this world. Continuum Force was created by Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment, in association with Brazen Winch Productions. Copyright 2019. If you like this program and would like it to continue, please consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to exclusive Patreon content, behind-the-scenes interviews and footage, as well as early delivery of new episodes, and access to episodes that won't be released to the public. 
visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. Please rate us in your favorite podcast app and tell everybody you know about Continuum Force. For the latest news, full cast lists, and more on Continuum Force, visit our website at continuumforce.transmissionsfromatlantis.com. For more information on all of our shows on the Transmissions from Atlantis network, visit transmissionsfromatlantis.com. The part of Connor Dannard was played by Marcus Sally. Buzz Borman was played by J.C. Delatore. Eli Scherzberg was played by Dr. Scott Vigay. Sharon Scherzberg was played by Debbie Vigay. Denise Cox was played by Rita Delatore. CTC Sally was voiced by Kalai Picolicott. Ace Barber was played by Jesse Johnson. Dr. Usamara Alala was played by Amy Seville. General O'Shaughnessy was played by Boy Barrett. Guest starring Carl A. Norman as Henrik Alala. Melanie Scroggins as Mom. Leith Walshlegler as Man Number One. Charlie Wu as Man Number Two. Sean Ennis as Senator Decletius. Jason Stewart as Senator Olympius. Raina Tamarin as Nurse. And Aaron B. Lillis as Woman. As mentioned, a full cast list can be found at continuumforce.transmissionsfromatlantis.com. This episode was written by J.C. Delatore, Dr. Scott Vigay, and Debbie Vigay. It was produced, directed, and edited by J.C. and Rita Delatore. This episode is a work of fiction. Any similarities to the living or dead, past or present, is purely coincidental. Historical figures' events are a mixture of real history and fictionalized content. We've included links to Apollo 13 and the fall of the Western Roman Empire. We encourage you to go to your local library and learn more about these and many other historical figures. If we don't learn from our history, we're doomed to repeat it. Join us for our next episode in two weeks. Buongiorno. I am Flaudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening, an evening for two lovers, lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, it is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you. When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects, I turn up the soundscape, and the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss, where there is no world except the one we make 
with our love. No time except what is needed for our story to play out. A story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by the Amigos.